got laid off, I said, babe, let's go, man. And we haven't looked back. We have three kids and we bought a, a Honda Odyssey Touring just for this thing. We've driven across the country multiple times with children and it has been crazy. But I'll tell you what, we have learned so much and my kids have learned so much that they would not have learned in a class. Hello, everyone out there. And well, uh, I guess it's the land of the Internet. Uh, you know, you hate to say that, but it is what we, it is these days. And. We're so glad that you're here at another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace, where the cleaning industry talks about everything. And sometimes it's about everything other than cleaning. Every once in a while, we get some cleaning in there. But uh, you know what? You've heard me talk for decades now. And you didn't come on the show to listen to me talk all day long again. So that being that, I've got a new guest on the line for us today. And if you've been with us this year so far, we've been doing our podcast, both audio and video. So if you're on YouTube watching, thank you very much. If you're just listening, well, maybe you need to go watch the video too. Hey, you never know. Anyway, if everything works out right, I've got somebody on the line. Uh, you know what? What's interesting, he's in the same state as I am this time, not in another state or a foreign country. So let's see what happens. There's Robert. I see that big beard and a smile there. So let's see if a voice comes out of it. Hey, how you doing, Dave? Thank you so much for having me on, my friend. Hey, good. I, you know what? It's always good. And and I I noticed that we're in the same state, but we're on opposite sides of the state. Yeah, I'm over here in Oro Valley, a little bit outside of uh, Tucson, and yeah, we love it over here. The mountains and everything. It's very nice. Okay, so, uh, you know, the thing is interesting, and, and this is why I always start this way, when I looked up all of your information, it said you were over in Florida, but now you just said you're in another state. Yeah, well, um, if you looked at me maybe on Facebook, I may be behind keeping up. My wife is a travel nurse, so we're all over the place, man. Um, we've just been to Alaska and Hawaii Costa Rica just in the past year, but I was just in Florida about six months ago. Yeah. We Same love it. And, and that's why I started that way, because if you look up Robert and you look up his podcast and you look it up on LinkedIn, you're not going to get the information you got just got. So, uh, you know, what's interesting about traveling is you see a lot of people, you hear a lot of things. Um, and that's why I did some traveling with my RV and it's, it's great to travel the country, isn't it? Oh, man, we love it. Uh, it was like a thing that my wife kept asking me about as uh, the times were changing back around two, two, uh, 2020. And she would ask me, I had a regular career, production manager, you know, making decent salary, 401k and everything. The kids went to daycare during the day, Your typical American family, I would, I would presume. And she said, hey, they, they have this travel nursing. We could take the family on the road and we could um make some some money and i kept going now you know me being a man i have to work and all these yeah. things but eventually uh when things started slowing down and, and i got laid off i said babe let's go man and we haven't looked back we have three kids and we bought a, a honda odyssey touring just for this thing we've driven across the country multiple times with children and it has been crazy but i'll tell you what we have learned so much and my kids have learned so much that they would not 
have learned in a classroom or they wouldn't have learned if we would have stayed in New Jersey. So, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. We are rounding out the end of the trip. I think we have one more destination before we head back to Southwest Florida where we live. Okay, so folks, now I suppose that we need to tell you who Robert is and why we're talking today. And I don't think it's all just about traveling the world, is it, Robert? I don't think so, Dave. So uh, the show is yours, and uh, tell me what we're going to talk about today. Well, you know, it, it's it's funny uh, because we um, we uh, use this site to sort of connect to other podcasters, and if you're applying to be interviewed or asking guests to come on, it can really get uh, a little bit confusing. So I was excited this morning to realize that, yes, this was the cleaning uh, podcast that I dropped for because I have some really, I go deep on cleaning. I analyze it very much. And I think people uh, get bored of what I have to say. But um, I did this series on Creating Greatness podcast called uh, Everyday Excellence. And the very first uh, episode of this series was about cleaning because I believe that if we begin our day with excellence, if we hold ourselves to a high expectation in the way that we not only clean ourselves and our bodies, but maintain our homes. And I became very meticulous in my cleaning and making my bed every day and, and very organized and neat. And when I seen that um, improvement and felt that mood enhancement and, 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 and the dropping away of the depression, anxiety and fatigue as my home cleared out and I also cleared out some space within my own being, it tied the cleaning into self-improvement and self-betterment, which, which is what my podcast is about. So I was really excited to connect with you and sort of bounce ideas off you. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, whenever you talk about cleaning, you know, there is a difference, folks, between commercial cleaning and home cleaning in, in some ways, uh, in some ways not. And many people in the commercial cleaning industry, which is where I focus, um, started doing residential cleaning. You know, they did, uh, you know, hey, we all cleaned whenever we were at home with mom and dad, but we didn't like it. We fought it. But then later on, we learned that, you know what? It's a fact of life. It's a part of what we do. Um, professional cleaning is quite different than home cleaning. Oh, I believe it. But it's just what you just said that was really why I latched onto this idea so much. You just said it. We didn't really like it, but we have to do it. So day in and day out, I would find myself doing the things that I need to do as a stay-at-home father, you know, dishes, recycling, trash, you know, uh, sweeping, mopping, all these things. And I found myself not enjoying my day, not being happy when I'm carrying out all these necessary functions. So. I learned this um, practice and I learned it in a book called Inner Engineering and it's a practice called the precision of movement. So as I was cleaning, I started paying very much attention into how I was cleaning, um, how I was moving my body when I was cleaning. So it this precision of movement takes the attention to detail so much so that you're attempting, I'm not a dancer or a martial artist, but that's <laughs> the mind process of being able to clean and do in a very zen-like state. So what I started doing was thinking, well, hey, now that I'm cleaning in this manner, I'm finding more details. I'm noticing things about the way I'm doing it. I'm noticing more things about 
the object of my attention. And um, because I'm noticing all these things, I'm being, being able to increase my efficiency, doing it better, doing it easier, doing it using less energy. And now that I'm starting to get that mindset, I'm starting to laugh. I'm starting to have fun. It's almost like a game. Well, let's see if I could do it better than I did yesterday. So it totally changed the energy from a boring, mundane tasks, any of them that I do throughout the day that I didn't really like. I kind of grum rumbled through to now I'm happy. I'm joyous. I'm smiling while I'm doing these things. And that's why I was really excited to come on today and share. You know, Robert, I think what's interesting that a lot of people don't realize about the commercial cleaning industry is people that have been in it for a period of time have a system. Uh, those, those people, they, they, it, it's kind of, you kind of go into a Zen state. Uh, and, and when you continually do, and it's kind of like the assembly line workers. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure that if you talk to somebody on an assembly line somewhere, they'll tell you the same thing. It just gets to be where every movement has a reason. Every movement has a counter to it. And, you know, no, we're not talking about doing the two-step with a mop. You know, that's not what we're talking about. Although it does sometimes feel like you do get this, the more you analyze, the more precision there is to it, that, as you said, then the efficiency comes. Um, now, you're going to like something, too, here. And, folks, I know I'll shut up here in a minute, but, hey, it just he happened to hit my trigger this morning. And if you've been with me long enough, you know, if it hits my brain, it comes out my mouth, right? That's just the way it is. But I have a routine, too. Every morning before I leave, I take the blower and I blow the leaves in the sand off of my patio, off of my stairs, off of my deck out there, because it's to keep the dirt out of the house as the day goes on a week. And I do it two times a day, every morning and every afternoon whenever I get home from work. But it, it's that keeping things out of the house, cleaning, but there is a routine to it. Routines are very beneficial to life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my whole podcast is really about setting structure in your life to set yourself up for success. But it's funny that you say uh, something about uh, assembly line workers. Maybe that's why we're on the same mindset as I was a production manager and I managed these lines. It was my job to make them go faster and more efficient. And that's what I learned about cleaning is that you could be overwhelmed if you walk into a room, especially I would imagine uh, in, in the industrial cleaning, if you walk into a hotel room or, or an Airbnb where someone threw this extravagant party and you could quite easily become overwhelmed. <clears throat> oh, good. well, get, if, you're, if, if you're that newbie at a school cleaning a school, just think about all the different things in a school and they leave it and they leave it trashed. I mean, they don't care, you know, and you, you look at that new person that just went in there I mean, look at all the challenges in commercial cleaning. It's not like cleaning at home. No, I imagine it's not, but it is that process and procedure that you talked about that I think will get you through any of it. It's just understanding that everything, even the most complex idea uh, or the complex problem, it has a process and procedure and it can be broken down into these small little micro steps. And once you start knocking out those little micro steps, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you're able to complete the task very easily. Okay. So uh, I got to ask a question, uh, you know, and, and if you're watching the video, uh, the sun must be coming up wherever Robert's at. Cause he's, he's getting these lines across his face, folks. 
Uh, so that's what he's doing is adjusting that. So we, it kind of looked like he just kind of went into a, well, one of those places, right? The sun came up over the mountain here. Yeah, and, there you uh, go. Or a valley hit me right in the face. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. That's okay. Uh, but, you know, we come to these realizations because of things in our past that got us here. Um, I don't think, you know, I know that for myself in the cleaning industry, I didn't just start doing and being so analytical. And I, I like what you said. I analyze everything I do when I teach classes. I say there is a reason for every step that I have, and it's to provide a safe work environment for you. That's my main goal with every class. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I learned as I as I grew older that you can literally be successful at anything if you're deeply analytical about it and you pay attention to the details. You know, for, for so long, I kind of cruised through life on autopilot and <laughs> only noticed the things that were right in front of my face. And once I sort of slowed down and opened up my perspective and started noticing all these details, I was able to create success in like every aspect of my life by implementing the same philosophy in all of it, details, pay attention to the details. And I've had so many wins uh, based upon that philosophy that I share regularly on my podcast. Well, so then expound a little bit on that, Robert. I'm not, hey, we don't wanna leave everybody just sitting here going, well, what is that? Well, I tell you what is the basis of this, and, and uh, you know, I won't go too far into it. But I have a very jaded past, a very, very uh, um, colorful history. Let's say that, <laughs> and I was really on autopilot. I, I didn't really know how to manage myself or effectively understand what was going on inside. But once I started figuring those things out, it really became very simple. I just knew I had to get to work. So I went and started a job making $11 an hour in a factory. But there was a difference within me. If I would have started that job five years ago, I would have said, oh, this is crap. They're only paying me $11, you know, and I would have had that sort of attitude and I never would have went anywhere. But because I had this newfound understanding of the world's bigger than you and your problems, and if you go in and put in more work than you're being compensated for, eventually it will even out. And all I did was pay attention to the details. I was working on that same assembly line that I later on managed the whole entire department. Okay, so now, just, now tell me when the $11 an hour, when was this? How many years ago? So everybody has a relative. I mean, not everybody can see you, Robert. So, uh, yeah, like, like, I mean, $11 today, you can't live on $11. This was in 2017, and I was able to accomplish this in three years by paying attention. Okay. I worked on the assembly line in 2017. I figured out how to shave a second or two off what I was doing. But then I realized seconds add up to minutes at the end of the day. Minutes add up to hours at the end of the week. Hours add up to millions of dollars at the end of each year. So I started focusing hard and on these details and very much soon I was getting promoted to the next department. And then I'm paying attention there, digging into all the little details that no one's paying attention to. And within three years, I tripled my income. I got promoted three times and I now have walked away from that career. And I'm deeply analytical about all the things I enjoy in my life rather than uh, figuring out assembly lines in a warehouse. And, 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 you know, and, and, and folks, whenever I said assembly line, I wasn't trying to, to say that in a demeaning way. I mean, it's not. Uh, I mean, people look down at, at custodians all the time and think about how, but it's kind of one of those, like I just said, 
It's that Zen-like state that we get into when we know those details and we can just, and I know that, you know, going on autopilot sounds bad, but sometimes that's a very relaxing way to be when you know those details. Well, autopilot, the way that I'm speaking is different. Like when you're on autopilot in your life, when you're supposed to be making decisions that are going to thrust you forward into success, that's not good. But there is that mental memory that once you dug into a task and, and explored it in every aspect and every detail and sort of mastered it with the efficiency, then yeah, you can let the mind drift and be on autopilot in that way because your muscle memory remembers every aspect of what you're doing and you could still do it perfectly. But I'd still find that just engaging in the activity that I'm doing is the most beneficial because I don't want to be thinking about what happened last week or what happened last year or what I have to do tomorrow. I want to be absolutely engaged in my life moment to moment because that's where I've seen the most success. Well, that's why the phrase in the moment exists. It's harder than it than it seems, than the, the statement. <laughs> yeah, well, and that is true. But you have to realize where the moment is and what's happening in the moment. And as you said, it's not just, I mean, there is something to be said for cruising. And, you know, hey, uh, you know, on the weekends, I got to tell you, my mind does not want to, you know, my boss says, you should be listening to audiobooks. It's like whenever I get in the car, I'm thinking about driving. I don't want to be thinking about work. I need to be, well, I know we keep using that word autopilot, but. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun. I mean, now I, I more of balance out my life in a scheduled way, because if I don't, I can get loose. And what I mean by that is like just lazy, maybe watching a little bit too much TV, maybe having a little bit too many snacks or whatever the case may be, uh, having too much leisure time. So whenever I, excuse me, have a day off of work. And what, what I mean by work is like working on my book or working on my podcast or working out in the gym. I schedule it. So it's never like, oh, I don't feel like it today. I'm not doing it. It's like, no, this is what you said you're going to do. And this is what you're going to do it. But to enable you know, or to encourage balance, I schedule, okay, this day you're going to go off. This day you're going to take the family on a road trip. And, and or this day, I'm going to sit and have a pizza and watch Netflix and play video games. It's very rare, but <laughs> I schedule it that way. That why why I'm doing it. I don't feel bad. I don't feel like, oh, you're shirking responsibilities. No, you did everything you were supposed to do this week. This is your day. Let's enjoy. So routine and structure needs to be there. We also need to have flexibility. Is that what we're saying, Robert? I absolutely agree with the flexibility thing because I believe that routine and structure, and it's all circumstantial, everybody's different. For me, the structure, the routine, the rock solid foundation is what keeps me in high gear. But um, the ability to be flexible is key because sometimes if you get thrown off your routine by change in events or by some external factor, then you could be all haywire because you didn't you know, do what you normally do. So yeah, it's absolutely that adaptability and flexibility that, that come in, uh, coming handy. Now, as you were talking there, I have to say, Robert, I was thinking with three kids, a wife and traveling, uh, I, I think that that's probably the epitome of flexibility. Yeah, it is. You know, you get, um, I think all people, but me, really, a lot of my unhappiness that I would experience within my mind would be things not going the way that I expected them to go or 
the way that I wanted them to go. So yeah, having this large family and driving across country, I have learned adaptability and flexibility, brother. And just understanding that, let it happen the way it's going to happen. <clears throat> Don't have an expectation on anything because it very rarely works out that way. But that doesn't mean that you give up the structure. And I, and I like what you said, Robert, in the fact that anybody that uh, does their own podcast, writes a book, is uh, you have to be a self-motivator, a self-starter. And most of those people that I talk to on the podcast are also very structured, but have extreme flexibility when it's required. Um, and, and I mean, you've been doing this a little while now. You find the same thing? Yeah, I think I don't think I can really add to that. I think it's exactly I think it's exactly right. And it's exactly the way that I've been progressing in this. I've been doing it for about two years now. And yeah, the more and more I do it, the more and more I learn the lesson, as you say. It's having that structure, having that discipline, having that routine, but also open open to change and, and, and the ability to adapt and, and be flexible. Absolutely. Okay, so we're we're starting a new year here. So I imagine there's some new things, you know, for most people. I mean, you know, hey, a month is already gone of the new year, folks. I'm sorry, that's just the fact of life. It's moving faster than I'd like it sometimes. But uh, we got 11 more months. There's new things coming, and you're going to be back in Florida later this year. What else is new? Well, yeah, we're excited, man, uh, because I was volunteering. I don't know if you ever heard of a movement called Save Soil. Uh, the movement Save Soil is just spreading awareness of the degradation of our topsoil. And our topsoil is our life. It's where all our food comes from. And um, it obviously could create a lot of problems down the road if this degradation continues. So while I was volunteering for this um movement i learned about it a lot and it just got this bug in me that i want to grow and hey the price of eggs didn't hurt you know i bought a couple <laughs> i bought a couple acres in florida and yeah i'm going to get some chickens and i'm going to grow some food and i'm just going to really get uh, get get in get get into it in my late age and just really learn some things about getting back to nature and getting back to the earth I'm very excited about that. Uh, but as far as the podcast, yeah, we're doing, uh, we just did Everyday Excellence series, which is what we were talking about with you on Creating Greatness podcast about holding ourselves to that high expectation in all things. And now we're moving into, I just did my first two episodes on championship mindset talks where I speak with uh, other men and we're talking about having some other people on the show to discuss what it takes to be a good man in today's society or really a good human and how we can help each other get there. So why did you get into podcasting? I, I, I don't usually ask a lot of questions, but I'm like, okay, so if, if you got a family and you're doing this and you're going to go into some ranching and farming, uh, podcasting? Podcasting is like my purpose, man, because uh, of the jaded, um, colorful history that I spoke about briefly. <clears throat> and during that time when I really struggled and didn't know the answers, I didn't know that people had the answers. I didn't know where to seek help. And it, it, it because I was one of those that made it through, I kind of carry this responsibility to, you know, be successful, be upright, be righteous and just, and, and, and help those in need. 
So when I was that manager of that assembly line that we spoke to, I would not just manage my uh, my people in the ways of making them better at their job. I would speak to them. Hey, how's at home? How are you doing? How's mom? Or I would say, what are you working on? And they would go, oh, I'm working on this that you told me. I go, no, what are you working on for you? What are you working on for your life outside the job? And a couple of my employees go, Rob, you should start a podcast and all that. And I, I had no idea what it was, but uh, fortunately, I had some younger folks working for me to help me figure it out. Well, you know, hey, it's just talk radio. That's about all it is. It, but the only difference is, folks, is you can always go to a podcast. It's always there. Talk radio, it went away as soon as it was aired. Here, uh, it's just the new version of talk radio. And I like it because it's very free. You know, it's open. If it's your show, you could say what you want and, um, you know, you're really unregulated. If your people want to listen to you and what you have to say, they have that choice. And if they don't like what you have to say, they can move on to the next. But there's unless you're dealing with like big sponsors or something, no one's telling you what you have to say or telling you what you can't say. And I really love that freedom of the space. Well, at least for now, Robert, they haven't come in and started saying, but I, I, if you say certain things, you know, they're going to jump on you. They're going to be somebody, hey, we always have Big Brother watching. Sure. But you are you are right. And I think that's kind of why, you know, seven years ago, we started podcast here. Uh, we do some live. We do some recorded. You know, it's a mix of it. Uh, and we've spun off two different shows from our podcast. Uh so, folks, if you're with us here this afternoon or this morning, wherever you're listening, yes, uh, every Monday afternoon, I'm live with uh, Beyond Clean with Ace. Our, our, our live program is going to is uh, Cleaning with the Academy. So we talk about cleaning and a hack for every afternoon uh, on Mondays. But then we've got some other shows that we do. I think this is, Robert, what happens once you get into this, you start going, well, what if I do this? And hey, what if I do that? And you get more comfortable in front of the microphone and the TV camera, and all of a sudden, five years have went by. You're doing a great job, man. I, I love the setup that you have here. Definitely giving me some ideas on ways to improve my, uh, my, my journey. I think this is what I've learned with podcasting is, you know, I think a lot of us, just like you, Robert, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if I really could. Uh, what was I going to say? How was I going to say it? Who's going to come on? And as you said, we get into a service. I'm on now with two or three of them, and different people come to me. And, um, you know, gosh, 15,000 downloads later, here we are. Yeah, it is an amazing journey, man. And it's, it's special that the – and I don't mean this in a, in a sort of negative way, but the everyday person can really get their voice out through these streams. And it's exciting, man. And I think you're doing a great job. And you also given me some tips and tools already to implement into my, to my system and see if I can't get, uh, get 15,000 uh, like you, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Hey, well, I mean, you know, and, and the thing is, it didn't start. It didn't happen right quick. And it, you know, uh, you know, wherever you're at, folks, if you're listening to this, uh, just like Robert said, uh, just get started. You know, speak what's on your mind, your voice. I think you have to also decide, you know, what the message is, where you want to talk, who you want to talk to. Um, you know, here we just talk about anything and everything. That's why we named it Beyond Clean with Ace. Simply, you know what? You know, I think that's the thing, Robert. People don't realize, uh, by and large, the general public, that people that clean have lives. 
We talk about everything other than cleaning toilets and washing windows. <laughs> hey, you know what? I always um, thought it was an interesting job. When I worked in that warehouse, my very uh, closest confidant was the janitor. And this man held high respect and high regard in everything he did. He kept the place immaculate. And I always just respected the care and the time and the pace that this man put into his job. And I always respected uh, the person doing that. And he also was my greatest weapon there in the warehouse because the guy who's walking around cleaning, nobody's noticing him. And he hears it all, man. And he let me know it all too. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Robert, you are absolutely right. You know, I, there's been many times in my career I'm like, you know, I'm the bartender without uh, the drink. Everybody, yeah, they, 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 they just want to unload and, and, and tell you everything, and you're going, do I really want to know this? <laughs> do I need this information? <laughs> I knew everything before the corporate guys knew it because the janitor knew it all. And I'll tell you another thing. This is how I, I, I gauge uh, uh, my opinion of a person is based upon how they treat uh, janitorial service, how they treat waiters and waitresses, and what their family thinks of them. It's, it's three indicators of uh, character to me. Well, I think there is a, a part of life, if you listen really well, that People will tell you there's different occupations where people just give you the bare, honest stuff because there's nothing else there. Yeah, they're not going to try to be something that they're not. Uh, and I think that's, that's something I found in the cleaning industry. I, I mean, I've met people that are cleaning today. Uh, and, and, and quite honestly, a lot of people in the cleaning industry that actually are doing the frontline technical work every night are of an older age group and they've retired from something else. But I mean, I, I met a guy one time that was an engineer of a dam. He engineered a dam and he's out cleaning toilets with me. And I'm like, wow, had a lot to, he had a lot of conversation, a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, unless you ask, you don't know. No, that's what I mean. <clears throat> you never know who you're talking to. And that's why I always treat everyone with dignity and respect. This gentleman we were just talking about, I mean, he had come with his whole family from Puerto Rico and, and had a very interesting uh, history. And if I could, if we could uh, communicate through the Google app, which we did uh, as I was learning Spanish, he was an interesting character, man. You never know. Uh, and yeah, I always just keep my mind open and um, treat people with dignity and respect. And uh, I think that's also, as you said that though, Robert, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I moved here from uh, Missouri to Florida about, like I said, seven years ago. And I knew it was going to be a, a bit of a cultural experience. I did not, I wasn't prepared, I don't think, for the amount of the influx of people from the southern countries that I now deal with. But I'm also very inspired by the fact of the stories the information, the, the challenges that people have went through to be where they're at today. And so, yeah, you know, as a professor of cleaning, I take it very seriously in the fact that, you know, some of this information is changing people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like another thing while I was talking about traveling is you learn so much and you meet these people and 
hear their stories. And when you get back to America, or in your case, where you're listening to their stories, and I'm sure you traveled as well, you appreciate it and you don't take things for granted. You know, when we were in Costa Rica, um, I, I knew a, a little bit about Costa Rica, but the things that I seen and witnessed, you know, visually of uh, the quality of life and the things that some of those folks do to get out of there or get to America or, or whatever, or to even create a life there for themselves and have the things that they need to have to thrive. It's it's a struggle for some people and it's a challenge. So hearing these stories, it definitely um, puts things in perspective. And it certainly did for me. And people's experiences help us put our own life into perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, it does it change it that much or does it just influence it? I don't know. I mean, for me, it changed me, to be honest. When I drove to Mexico um, and crossed the border on, on in a car and seen everything that I had to see and uh, went grocery shopping there in Mexico uh, and seen the state of the grocery stores. When I went to Jamaica and went off of the resort and <clears throat> seen what I saw and the same thing in Costa Rica, I was not on a resort. I was out there in the jungle and uh, I seen some things, man. And it, it changed me. It changed me because um, when I came back to America, although hey, America has its problems like anywhere else. Sure. I was so grateful. I loved traveling. I had a great time in all those locations. Um, but I seen some things that I'll never forget. And, and it has changed me. And it has made me more grateful and more driven to be successful and create a life for my children. And that's why I'm starting the farm. You know, so they have generational wealth. They have a property. They know how to grow food. They know how to hunt. They know how to clean and collect water. They know how to survive and thrive in any and all conditions. It's part of my journey now, man, because of those things that I've seen. And so, yes, it has changed me. And it's why I advocate for travel, because you can see it all on Netflix on a documentary. And that's great. And there's nothing oh, yeah. wrong with that. But until you see it with your own eyes, you won't feel it. You may well, know. I think, it, I think there's a difference between seeing it, looking at it on TV, and experiencing it. That's what you're explaining. It's that experience, that that feeling. You can't smell the rain. You can't smell the earth. You can't feel the wind. Um, but you know, hey, Netflix has got some great stuff. I watch a lot of geographical stuff. It's places I'll never ever be able to go, and it's I can I can appreciate it, but not completely, like you're saying. Oh, I, I'm not throwing no shots at Netflix uh, or, you know, TV by any means. But like you said, it is, well, I'll throw a little bit of shot at TV. It's a little bit too much. <laughs> People are watching too much. Okay, but, now we got the truth. Uh, all right, there's the truth. I'll throw a little shot at TV. But uh, it, it is the difference of knowing something intellectually. Like, for instance, like you could, well, let me not go into that either. You can know something intellectually. But until it, you don't feel it, you know, and there's a big difference there. I guess it's the difference between knowing or, or knowledge and wisdom. You know, you can know knowledge, but you've experienced wisdom. And I guess that's what we're talking about here. Well, and I, I, I hear this all the time, Robert, when people come to my classes here at the academy. Um, I teach from a standpoint of protecting the frontline workers' health. Why? Because in my youth, we did not know what we know today. And through the use of chemicals, I destroyed my 
respiratory system. And because of uh, I am now a COPD sufferer for the last 30 years, and the medication that I have to, and the way that I breathe, my message is all about that. It's because of the personal experience of the struggle and strife of that, that I teach people the different ways in the cleaning industry that are not conventional. It's because of that experience that people say you're so passionate about. And that is what I am passionate about. I wanna make sure they are because now we know what we didn't then. That's what experience and passion brings. I think you hit a major uh, point there on anyone in the audience that is sort of not found their purpose yet uh, because search for your pain and suffering. It may not be hard to find, but that is how a lot of people find their purpose. The pain and suffering that I found that I had in my soul, my body and my being when I was living the way that I was living um, before and then experiencing the joy and the peace that I have now, like I have to talk about that. I have to help people transition from that place of pain and misery to this place of love and light, just like you yourself, you know, you found passion and purpose in, and unfortunately your pain, but you're, you don't want other people to experience that. So you're out to talk about it. And I, I will talk about TV. Here we go with TV, right? I'm, I'm We're going to bash TV, folks. Come on. Who watch TV? But I'm going to tell you every show I watched in the last month. Uh, uh, what was it called? It was a movie with Mark Wahlberg on it. He played a priest. Sorry, oh, yeah. I can't remember the name. This priest had MS, and he was degrading physically as he advanced spiritually. And in the end of his life, he was interviewed and they said, you know, did you ever ask why, you know, why me? You have MS, he's very, uh, you know, um, shaky and, and it's, his health is degrading. And he says, I needed, I needed this pain and suffering. I needed this pain and suffering because it was what I needed to make me the person that I am today and enable me to help all these folk that I helped. So it's, it's hard to view it that way. But in my case, I do. Like I went through very, um, a lot of bad things, but I would never take it away from my life because it made me the man that I am today. And because of that pain and suffering that I experienced, I was able to help a lot of other folks avoid it. You know, and as you go through those struggles, Robert, as you've talked, there usually are certain individuals that, are the ones that are the key figures that have helped us make a change. Um, and we, we, we can't live the current life we do without those key people, but we also have to be open to absorbing that information and then acting on it. No, I mean, that's the huge key is, is if you just said a couple of things is a being open. And that was another huge, a leaping point for me to change my life was I realized, hey, you don't have all the answers. Obviously, your life hasn't worked out to this point. <laughs> and in fact, I went a step further and said, you don't have any of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> you really beat yourself up. Yeah, but you know what that did was it made me open to listen to somebody else that might know more than myself, man. And then, like you said, you can't just absorb the knowledge and, 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 and learn it. You have to act upon it, you know, and, and that's where you really will start to jumpstart that change we're talking about. 
Yeah, and, and that's the three things that I've all learned through my life and career and people that I would talk with is first I have to be open, then I have to absorb it, and then I have to act. And to me, wherever your life journey is, those are the three important things to progress. No, I absolutely agree. I couldn't say it better myself. Okay, well, say, I guess, folks, we've said all of it. It's time to go. Goodbye. <laughs> You're killing it, Dave. I mean, uh, it, it, it's it's fun to be on a show like this. It's new for me. I've been on quite a few podcasts, but the live stream and then I go from, uh, like I said, the confusion because I've done a couple recovery-based podcasts. So Beyond Clean, it didn't trigger in my mind till just here this morning. And then you taking it from cleaning uh, to industrial cleaning to the full spectrum of life. I mean, it really is beyond clean. You, we, we've talked about all these things and it's an amazing thing for your audience, man. I just appreciate you having me. It's, 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 been, it's a blast. You know, and I think that's the interesting thing though, Robert, you know, there's so many people that think, oh, a cleaning podcast. You know, I, I, that's what I've learned is outside of cleaning, we, you know, we all have a career, we all have a job, we all have something that makes us the money that we need to, gives us that focus in life, the reason to get up in the morning and do our thing, or in the evening if you're a commercial cleaner. Um, but then secondarily to that, the more important thing is the people behind that scene. And, and you know, I've been in, in the cleaning industry all my life. I'm so happy that I have been. It's taught me a lot of things. And you now, hey, podcasting has got me where I, talk with people all over the world, which is something I couldn't have done before. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely something that has changed my entire life is podcasting because, uh, you know, back after 2020, 2021, if you're not out in, in the world as much as you used to be your human interaction lessons, and then it can cause certain disruptions in your life that you don't notice uh, when you leave a nine to five job, when you're interacting with all these other adults all day, and then you come to like um, my job now, which is interacting with three children all day. You know, fortunately, I have mom help me out while I do a podcast. So you really need that interaction. You really need that connection. And maybe, you know, we don't realize it until we step away from a nine to five job like I did myself. But podcasting has given me that back. It's given me that ability to network and um, talk with like minds and not so like minds and discuss ideas and sort of sharpen each other and become better. That's the whole philosophy behind my championship mindset talks is like iron sharpening iron. Us as humans speaking to each other, even if we don't always agree with each other, but speaking with an open mind to create a dialogue around these topics that maybe we don't agree on and really become better together and collectively, man. So we probably need to let Robert go and let mom have a little bit of a break from the three kids. He has been on the podcast for a while now, and she's probably in that room somewhere going, get off of that darn internet. I'm surprised that they didn't, my oldest didn't walk in or something, you know. Uh, he, he, I, I was ready. I, speaking of that, I got to ask a question before we let you go, though, Robert. You said three kids, but you never... Do you want to divulge how old they are? What are, oh. are they all the same? Uh, are they all he's or she's? No, well, yeah, my my no 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 secret here. You know, if you follow me on social media, uh, I go by King of Comebacks with two K's at the end, or my name. You can search me up. I'm a junior, and you'll see my wonderful, beautiful boys. Three, 
Uh, ah. very, very close in age because me and the wife were uh, want. We wanted to try to have a daughter, and it just didn't work. A boy, another boy <laughs> and another boy. So I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and my youngest just turned two. Uh, two days ago, and we are just beyond blessed. It's crazy, but it's always worth it. My good. Well, you know what? I got to tell you, whenever you said you were in an odyssey, I'm thinking these have got to be small kids because you don't pack three teenagers in an odyssey and travel around that much. Uh, I, anyway, I, I got to get off of that. It's a whole, like, I couldn't even explain it. I guess anyone, anything that you envision, uh, a, a, a mom and a dad driving around in a van, literally from Florida to Arizona multiple times and, and all in between with the three kids in the back, anything you could possibly imagine, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, let's uh, give the audience a place to go. I know that if you're uh, watching, uh, the video part on YouTube, you can see the email going across the uh, ticker at the bottom. Uh, the podcast site. Yeah, we don't have we don't do the site. Uh, I just uh, you have my email to connect me there. You guys are looking at that. My podcast is called Creating Greatness, and uh, yeah, we just talk about all self improvement. But like Ace, we definitely expand and go into other things. Uh, my name is Robert Michael Prash Jr. on Facebook, and I post a lot of content there and King of Comebacks with two Ks on Instagram. And yeah, man, connect with me. I would be looking forward to it. Uh, Dave, I appreciate you, man. It's been a blast. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, so there's two questions that I ask every uh, first-time guest that they're not ready for. So are you ready, for, ready to play catch here a little? Yeah, let's do it. Where were you born? Oh, I was born in New Jersey. I was born in New Jersey. Um, I think I was born in Washington Township in South New Jersey. It's about 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Okay. So now th this next one is going to be a little tougher than that. We just started the year. Like I said, one month's gone. Now this is for your personal self, not your family, not business-wise. This is for you, Robert, yourself. What is on your bucket list for this year? Uh, the bucket list, it's hard, man. I mean, I really, we've been all over the world this last couple of years. I really want to settle into this farm in Florida this year. Um, we want to do some traveling next summer. No, 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 not, not we, not we, you. I, I yeah, this, is what, this is what everybody does. Oh, well, I want to travel. I'm like, no, 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 for you, Robert. Me. I want to start my farm, Dave. I've been uh, wanting okay. to do this for so long and the traveling has been worth holding it off because the traveling is just so amazing. Um, but I really feel like it's time. I want to get back to nature and get connected with my food and my, you know, and, and, and just create a whole sustainable movement down there in Southwest Florida. I've been envisioning this for many moons. So yeah, that is it. If you're talking about just me and my sole desire, it may sound a little crazy, no. but yes. It is to start a farm in 2023. <laughs> okay, now that's what I was going for. That's why, you know, and, 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 and folks, if you've been to the podcast before, you know the reason I asked these. I'll get to that in just a moment. But, you know, Robert, this is the thing is, is that 
you know, as we grow with people and as we see people and we talk with them, we learn all kinds of things. And I can talk about farming and ranching. I grew up on a, on a ranch. I did farming. I drove a tractor at night with the, the big old diesel with four big tires and the big plows all over the place. So I can talk about all that. Hey, like I said, you know, if you've been in life, there's a lot of experiences that you can share. And that's the great thing about podcasting. Yeah, I mean, that's what I spoke to my wife about here recently. I go, because I've been, I'm a personal trainer now and I do that part time with the podcasting. So a lot of my content has been based around working out, you know, tips and tools on how to get physically fit. And then I say, well, what? I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about eventually. Then I just go, no, because life continually evolves. Next year or this year, I'll be farming and then I'll be having some animals. And there'll be so many different things. So yeah, as long as life keeps going and you keep growing and evolving, you never run out of content. Um, it's a beautiful thing. So folks, what I'm telling you to do right now is connect with him over on Facebook. I'm sure that you're going to see something about a farm in 23 yet this year. There is a reason I asked the questions I did. And Robert, it's been great to have you on the show today. And I think you'll appreciate this. We now know that Robert started his life in New Jersey. We now know that he intends to have a farm and something alive on that farm other than himself and his kids and his family. What we do not know is where he's going to end life. We know that the life has been colorful. We know it's been progressive. So our three words, whatever you do between now and the next time we talk, make sure that you keep that journey healthy, positive, and proactive. Until next time, we'll see you on the air.